Hey, welcome back everybody to Live Living Podcast. I'm finally back from camp because I was at camp last week and as I said before and I know this podcast episode is late and I'm so sorry for that but let's say my voice wasn't really working so I didn't want to record and be voice cracking every five seconds and not be able to talk so I might still sound a little weird but everything's okay. I'm fine (laughs) so yeah, camp was amazing, and I'm so glad that I got to go. I made new friends, and I learned a lot, a lot, a lot about God and faith, so I know it might not have the same effect, the life-changing things that I learned at camp, and I want to share it with you guys, because I think it's really good, and even if you weren't there, because the preacher was really good, and being there in person just adds a lot to it. I think, but I think even through this episode, you can still learn from it. So I have seven things that I learned that I want to share. We learned so many more. I wrote down so many things. Yeah, so let's get started. So the first thing that, and this goes in the order of the sermons, so it's not like one was more important than the other, but the first thing that I want to mention is that obedience to God leads to peace, which is actually the first session of the second day so the pastor is saying that if we obey god that just leads to peace and that um it gives you peace from with god peace from god and peace with other people and that disobedience actually leads to stress and stress causes conflict and it causes so many other physical things too so that obedience to god leads to peace so the second thing that is i thought this was very good and it might seem simple but i think we all need this reminder that failure is an event and not a person he was saying that we can allow our failure to define us and destroy us and i know for me especially if whenever i fail I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but failure, I kind of take it hard on myself, but he was saying that just because you have failed, just because you failed God doesn't mean you're a failure. And then the third thing, adding on to that, he was saying that failure is an event, not a person, because we can allow our failure to define us and destroy us, but then God can take a mess and make it into a message, and I thought that was really good, just knowing that God gives us redemption, because we all sin, but he takes that and he saves us and he makes that into a story into a testimony for other people and then fourth which was in the same message these are all different but um it's he said to choose humility over pride and i know that he gave us a chart that was pride versus humility and what pride does like pride brings attention to yourself and humility brings attention to other people he oh yes he said he had a really good example where he says prideful people walk into the room and they say hey i'm here everybody look at me i arrived but then the humble person comes in they say hi like you're here and i thought that was really good because i know sometimes i even struggle with pride and that's some one of the things that i really decided to do is to pray and ask God that he would make me more humble because not outwardly 
I'm not outwardly prideful, but sometimes I can be like, oh, I'm a better Christian than other people. Choose humility over pride, and that's a really good thing, and it's hard for human us humans to be humble, but we gotta take down that pride and choose humility. And the fifth one, which was, I think, the big message of the week was to surrender to God. And, okay, oh, this was the good message. This was the one that I really really liked. So he was saying that there's only one God and we live in a culture nowadays that tries to get you to worship a mindset. So we worship God. He's the one and only God, but the culture is trying to get you to worship a certain mindset. And I can't think of examples now, but I'm sure if you're living in this culture right now, you know what that means. And he was also saying, which I really love, that as a Christian, you are an immigrant to the world. You're just visiting. Because he was saying that immigrants, they come, especially like um, people come to America. So the immigrants, they come, but they don't eat the same food. They eat their own food. They cook their own food. They don't talk the same they usually speak their own language um and then they stay there and work and then they go back so as christians we're just immigrants and we're just visiting which i thought was so good like we don't talk the same we just live differently we talk different we don't eat the same food which not physical food but we take in the food of the word of god and what he says and the culture takes in the food of media entertainment and all that so as a christian you're just an immigrant you're just visiting the world you're not going to be here forever you're going to eventually go to heaven and yeah i was saying that cancel culture is trying to make us bow down to the altar of betterness and that oh this was this one was really good that ego your ego means edging god out just let that sink in for a bit i don't know what else to say to that but that was really good so now, it, the main question was, how do you surrender to God in a godless world? So he had four points. And one was, go public about your faith in Christ. Two, give clear boundaries to everyone in your life, which is like what things you will or will not do as a Christian. I know that might have sounded weird at the beginning, but no, it's just as a Christian, what morals you have and all that. Three was, get rid of Satan's lies that he tells us in fours get planted in the word of God. And this really spoke to me about surrendering to God because I decided that I need to go more public about my faith in school and I need to be unashamed even when I seem like the crazy kid because he said later that I will talk about about how you'll be criticized for loving Jesus. So like even if I seem like the crazy kid, I know that everything will turn out fine because God is using me. And that this world just needs young people who are unashamed to share the love of Jesus. So during small group time, we were talking about um, what you need to surrender to God. And I said that I need to surrender my comfort zone and I need to be willing to live more for God in school. So go to a public school, which is very non-Christian. I know going to Christian private school doesn't mean everyone will be Christian, but especially at a public school, it's a little bit more difficult. So yeah, number five was surrender to God. Number six, the thing that I learned was that devil is real. I know some people don't like talking about the devil and about sin and about that and all that, but the devil is real. And there are four things that pastor said that the devil does. And he said that, Oh, the devil is someone who's ready, who's real, and who's relentless. 
So the four things that the devil does is, one, he oppresses the people of God. Two, he targets those who are alone, those who are isolated in their faith, for example. Three, he communicates unbiblical thoughts. And four, he uses fear to hold you back. The fourth one I especially um, resonated with because with living for Jesus in school, it was really fear that held me back because I thought, because we're going to say things. I'm not really a person who cares much about what people think, but fear is really holding me back. And also it was crazy because a lot of, there's a lot of talk about the devil at camp and they're always saying like, oh, there's going to, I know, oh, the night where he talked about the gospel, he said, I know there's going to be a lot of distractions tonight and the de- like just ignore those because the devil is trying to make you not hear these things. So there's a lot of things that I knew the devil was working and you could actually see it. I knew that the devil was real, but this was just like, yeah, he actually works. He actually tries to distract, but God is greater than the devil. So the seventh thing that I learned that really stuck out to me was that you will be criticized for loving Jesus. And we actually memorized a verse this week said, and they'll bring you up to tribulation, put you to death, and you'll be hated by all nations for not my name's sake. So that was the first part. Not I'm not going to say the whole thing, but one of the questions that he put out was, what do you do when you're criticized for loving Jesus? And number one was expect opposition from people when they realize that you love Jesus and you live for Jesus. And I like that he said, if you're popular with people, you aren't living for Jesus. Because as I said in that verse that I just said, that people are going to hate you. They, like, they will because of loving Jesus. They will hate you. And when we take a stand for Jesus, it will make others uncomfortable. And the question we need to ask ourselves is, are we going to make people happy or do we want to make God happy? And the answer should be that we want to make God happy, not necessarily people, because the gospel will make people uncomfortable and they're going to hate you for living for Jesus. And we have to be ready to explain our faith. So number one, expect opposition. Number two was explain your salvation story because America needs bold teenagers to be unapologetic about Jesus. And he was saying that if someone tells you to be quiet about your faith, someone tells you to stop talking about Jesus, to don't be quiet about it, but to speak up because people need to know about Jesus. And America needs people who will be unapologetic about Jesus. And then three was in just enjoy the journey, enjoy life with God in it, because it's so much better than life without him. He was also saying that about this whole opposition thing, that Christianity will eventually become hate speech. And if you see in this culture, there's a lot of hate speech that people say is hate speech. It might or might not be. She's saying that Christianity will become hate speech and people will try to bring you down because you talk about Jesus. But he said, just don't let them shut you down. So these were the things that I learned, the seven things that were most important things that I learned. And so what I mostly decided was that I'm going to surrender my comfort zone to God and really live for Jesus this year in high school because public school has been really hard for me, but I need, I decided that I need to take that step and live for Jesus no matter what. So I hope this was an encouragement to you guys too who want to really live for Jesus because listen, we are going to get hated for it. People will say things to us. People m- might make fun of us. I'm pretty sure something will happen 
especially if you're in a public school. But we just got to remember to do it anyway and stay close to God, even through that, because we live for God and we don't live for people. And in the end, when we get to heaven, it's all going to be worth it, living for Jesus instead of living for the world. There's one last thing I want to mention that one of the pastors said that I thought was very true, because, you know, when we go to camp... We usually get a camp high and we feel so spiritual, but then when we get back home, life happens and that high wears off. And he was saying that the reason why we get a camp high and then why it wears off is because at home we don't spend as much time with God as we do at camp. So we should really try to worship and read our Bibles and get involved in a good Christian community at home because that's how we're going to really stay close to God because I'm not saying that our relationship with God is feelings all the time. I mean, those feelings that we have at camp are good, but to just stay close to God, we need to be close to him and spend a lot of time with him even when we're not at camp. So this was my what I learned from camp part one episode. Hopefully next week I'm going to put out a what I learned from camp part two because I'm going to a camp this week. I still need to pack, but it's going to be over the weekend. So the episode might not come out on Tuesday, but sometime that that week. So again, I'm sorry this is a day late, but I hope this encouraged you and that you'll take some of these and put in your own life and surrender to God, choose humility instead of pride and and all of that great stuff. So thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts, please. I know one person did it already, but it really helps people find this um, podcast and this episode. But yeah, so thanks for listening to Live When We Podcast, and I'll talk to you soon.